Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back for another episode of Topic Thunder. I am your host today, Maddie Double Dribbles at Matt Tierney, and I am joined today by my lovely co-host Alex Roig at Alex Roig underscore NBA. Alex, what's up? Not much, man. Just uh, happy for a win. I haven't, I haven't felt this in a while. It feels good. Uh, I my I accidentally connected to my phone, so I heard I heard nothing you just said there. Could you say that again? <laughs> I just said that it felt good that we won. I haven't felt this in a while. Okay, <laughs> I was like, why am I not hearing him on my headphones? And I was like, oh, it's connected to my phone. Okay, uh, yeah, it, it was a great win. Uh, it felt like we kind of needed it. We were skidding a little bit in the Los Angeles area. I want to say this. Um, I want to say this. I feel like we needed this kind of game. Not like mm. a blowout win, not like a Portland 62-point win, nothing like that. I feel like we needed a competitive back and forth. Like, listen, if we don't if we don't score on this possession, we might lose this game because the, the momentum's going that way. And so I felt like we needed this kind of game to kind of, you know, get that taste out of our mouth of these last two L.A. games and move forward from here. Yeah, so real quick, just before we talk about – tonight's game so we won 134 129 in utah it, it was very much like a playoff game um but we can get into that in a second because we didn't talk about the clippers game uh dylan did the morning podcast so we we did have something out there we had with the jake fisher interview but uh yeah the the clippers game was um definitely disheartening because of uh a couple reasons one i mean shay and chet were not great um I think we can probably safely say that Shea was uh, hurt-ish. Uh, a bit hobbled. That, a bit hobbled. We uh, we were at the Magic game where that happened. Um, and in the moment, it didn't really seem like much. But then after the Lakers game and then this game, uh, it was like, yeah, he's he's clearly kind of hurt. Yeah, shout out JP in the chat. Jalen Wilson for the all next. Um, uh, put your bets in wherever you can get them, for sure. We'll get to him in a minute. But yeah, the the like the Clippers game wasn't great for that reason, and also because just the amount of shots that they were making in that game, despite the fact that mm-hmm. we were contesting them pretty well, was disheartening. So uh, it was nice to um, we weren't necessarily better in the Utah game in terms of 
shot protection or closeouts, but um, we forced turnovers, which Utah Jazz love to do, and yes. uh, we are statistically the best at creating turnovers as well as not giving up turnovers. So that was like a thing you had to look at coming into tonight's game. And then offensively, uh, I mean, when you score 134 points, it's a great game. The, it's a lot of really highly efficient shooting. And uh, I mean, we'll just mention it since Jay said in that, like Dylan Williams was inc- incredibly efficient. 27 points on 11 of 14 shooting, four or five from deep, four threes in a game uh, from J-Dub. That, that's... Uh, I mean, that's impressive. That well, it's two huge it's now become in the fourth quarter. Two, yeah, two very big ones. I mean, fourth quarter J-Dub is inevitable. I, I posted on Twitter the Thanos meme. He's He just comes every night. He snaps his fingers and he's he's there. Um, so yeah, just really efficient night from him. Really efficient night um, from Kaysen, who was oh, yeah. know, kind of... Uh, career high, not kind career of, high definitely. Kaysen. He was subbing in for Lou, who was sick. Jang was sick too tonight. So um, he came in and was incredibly efficient as well. Uh, also, really great job defensively. Uh, we can get into that in a second, but just to kind of finish up on the efficiency standpoint, um, Kenrich Williams was uh, pretty efficient too. Micic came in and got some good minutes offensively, uh, at least. Um, and then Shea. Um, actually, let me, I'll, I'll, Get to Shay in a second, but then Giddy was the last guy I wanted to mention too. Um, the Giddy minutes tonight um, were, it felt like at the first half, he was just taking the threes. Like he was, Utah was like, hey, shoot those shots. We'll let you have them. That's fine. Take them. And he made one. Great. But he was one of five. But then all of a sudden, it felt like in the third quarter, he was like, let's, do the thing I can do that I'm efficient at. And we're going to find the open lane. We're going to cut to it off the ball and people are going to find me and I'm just going to finish at the rim. And it's like, great. That is exactly what you got to do. Uh, that's the perfect giddy in my eyes. So I also wanted to quickly do a shout out there for his efficiency, at least in the second half. It's almost, it's almost like he had a burden lifted off his shoulders or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what changed between, I mean, maybe it was just, Coach Dagnall was like, "Hey, dude, stop! You got, you gotta, you gotta do this. You see, see this lane, see this open lane right here where you, uh, the basket is wide open. Uh, run that direction. Or, may, or, or, or maybe police just aren't bothering him anymore. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't done a podcast since then. Uh, <laughs> so the news broke that Josh Giddy. Uh, I, I don't really want to get into it too much. It he it said that they didn't pursue." Yeah, no, nobody, uh, nobody, nobody was um, basically nobody was participating in the investigation as far as like, you know, her family, her like they were like, we don't want any part of this. And so kind of a situation yeah. where it, no information, you know, you, you can't just move forward with it. And so they closed it out. It's it's kind of a non it, it's kind of just like a no story at the end of the day, like nothing, nothing was ever found. So I think people uh, people took sides, whatever. I don't, we're just going to leave it where it is because uh, I think that's the only thing we can really do. But yeah, people are making that joke online like, hey, Giddy's, you know, a little free freer now. So he's he's t- uh, improving his game. I don't think that really had any difference to do with it, but you know, whatever. 
Um, but anyway, uh, let's get into. Um, I, I kind of skimmed over the top of everybody, so I apologize. I kind of took a lot of players there that I mentioned, but uh, I want to kind of. I know. I, I want to double back and let's let's talk about our our favorite guys and kind of dive into them a little bit more. So uh, we'll go single large item. Alex, a lot of great guys to choose from. Both sides of the ball played really well tonight. Uh, who do you want to to pick as your single large item? I mean, did you already pick J Dub? You discussed him a lot. I don't know. I did discuss him a lot, but I also feel I just kind of went with our with the you put the thing in the chat, and I was just like, hey, let's talk about him. You know, I just had to <laughs> I just had to roll with it. So but I mean, I mean we, if that's your single large item, let's let's, let's talk go. About him let's more. roll. Yes. So yeah. Jalen Williams, man, like just what a what a luxury to have him on this team and just see him perform in the fourth quarter every it seems like every night man it seems like you know we like to attach adjectives to names whenever something you know sometimes something looks good and you know fourth quarter dub that was something that okay you know he he performs you know he he does a lot of his damage whenever Shay and, and Chet are, are sitting out in the in the beginning of the fourth quarter and oh look you know he's 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 taking a lead and he's extending it or he's taking a deficit and he's cutting into it um, and he's almost single-handedly doing it by himself. Like his drives to the, you know, into the lane with the with the pull-up, um, three-point shooting, just managing the entire offense. Sometimes finding the open the open guy, but it's becoming a thing. Thing like it is becoming something that it's almost expectant almost every game. And I think teams are starting to kind of key in on it. And it doesn't matter. Like he's going out there and he is. Like I think he went into the fourth quarter uh with like I want to say like 13 points and he's trying to pull up his his numbers by quarter but yeah I I'll, I'll check while you're finishing that thought. Yeah, but he I mean he ended the game with 27 points. Um 11 to 14 shooting that that's the other thing in this. Like he's shooting three-pointers, high pressure three-pointers and they're just no rim at all. Like it's just swishing like not even thinking about it. And again it's just it's becoming a thing and like i was watching this game and i was like this guy's gonna be great because i've always said that he gives me he gives me scotty pippen slash Kawhi leonard vibes because mm-hmm. his his you know his length his wingspan how he plays defense probably he's never going to be known as a great defensively like pippen and Kawhi are um but i think that other mixture of like what he does offensively and how his game is kind of very similar to SGA's while also having its own, you know, it, its own, I, I guess, individuality. Um, mm-hmm. It's just great. It, it's just, it's just amazing to see him grow and to see him progress in the, in year two. He had a little bit of a rough start there at the beginning of the year. He's picking it up uh, a hell of a lot here recently. Um, and And I just think that, what we saw in this game was somebody that is number one, totally confident in his role. And number two, completely starting to excel in that role of, Hey, whenever the fourth quarter starts and those guys are on the bench, it is my job. It is my duty to go ahead and propel us forward, you know, to go ahead and either push a lead forward or to cut into a deficit in this game. You know, we went into the fourth quarter and Utah had all the momentum. Okay. Um, hey, can you can you keep? Yeah. Going? So I was gonna say I was gonna bring up. I brought the quarter by quarter stats. So yeah, Jalen Williams, sixteen points uh, from quarter one through three, and then 
by quarter four, uh, that's when he went off. We had 11 points. He went four of four from the field. Uh, like Alex mentioned, two of two from deep, two really big threes, uh, three assists, and then a steal and a block. I mean, that's all just in the fourth quarter. So uh, they were talking about on the broadcast too, where he he says it's not a switch. He just has it all the time. I think there is kind of a switch. Like he just, whenever it's uh, Shea is on the bench and his production is not there, he knows like it's his time to shine and he can just do it. Um, he could probably do it for all, you know, 30, however many minutes he played. Uh, but he knows when to pick his spots. So uh, it's, it's becoming more clear that every time we see these highly efficient numbers from Jalen, you've you just got to wonder in the back of your head, what if he shot like 20 shots a game uh, or uh, was drawing more fouls? He only went one of two from the free throw line. Like what what is that increase in uh, usage and increase in production look like? Uh, and I honestly think it's a very it's a very promising thing like i think i think a i think he's an all-star he's a lock in the future i think cone mentioned this on twitter i think he's an all nba player down the road uh i think all of those just seeing the trajectory is on from now to his halfway through his sophomore season is fantastic so uh jalen williams definitely was the um the highlight of the game uh in terms of just like hey this guy's breaking out for sure um, so I'll, I'll pivot to my single large item. Um, and we'll see if Alex gets back. If not, that's okay. I can just, I can honestly keep talking forever. It's fine. Um, so I wanted to mention case and Wallace a little bit more. I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, but he was, he was in for Lou Dort. And, um, as we've come to grow accustomed with his game, he's also an incredibly efficient player, um, both offensively, defensively. I want to start with uh defensively because tonight his his he had a steal and a block i want to shout that out because i had him over one and a half steals and blocks today so great job Kaysen. uh but the one block he had at the end which got me that that cover was uh a very important block i believe it was on kiente george and it was also on a three uh his ability to like rise up and his length in general for the size that he is i think he's six four um it, it's it is remarkable it's it's always just surprising to me how well he can he can uh use his length uh and the size that he has so defensively a, f a phenomenal game but the four threes also were part of the a very important uh offensive production tonight the big three the biggest three was uh to put um okc up I believe by five. So it was about one eighteen, one eight, uh, one twenty, something like that. And, uh, the first really good shot, which I do want to mention was from Shea. It was when the shot clock was going down and there was really no shot. The play was kind of dead. He just kind of did a fade away, two guys in his face and it, he knocked it down. It was a really clutch shot. Awesome shot by Shea. But then the next drive, Hey, was the big three, and that was the a case in. Uh, hey, okay, like yeah. I hate to drop out, man, but I got a I got a home emergency going on in my house. No worries, a plumbing emergency. So it happens. All right, no worries. <laughs> All right, I can man. talk. All, All good. right, man. I'm out. All right, see ya. Uh, if you are in the chat on YouTube, um, send me any questions. 
because I can go over them now that Alex uh, had to step away. You know, stuff happens. Um, but I'll keep talking a little bit more. There's plenty to talk about in this game. And then we'll uh, maybe talk about the Bruce Brown trade, or not the Bruce Brown trade, but the possibility of it. Uh, any other trade rumors you guys have you want to bring up to? Let me know in the chat if you're in here in the YouTube. Shout out if you're in the YouTube. Um, so yeah, just really quickly finishing on on Kaysen. Um, that three, like I was saying, really important to to kind of keep the the lead in the um, five to seven range, which is what it was for most of the game until, uh, well, actually till the end because it was a five point lead at the end. So uh, shout out to Kaysen. Uh, I already talked about Giddy a little bit. Um, the, I, I said the things I want to say about him. He was on triple-double watch. Uh, he had 12, 6, and 6 at the half, but he ended up with uh, four assists short. Uh, 20, 10, and 6 with a steal. Shot 50% from the field, 8 of 16, 1 of 5 from deep. Uh, so the guy we haven't talked about yet that I want to mention, is, as always, it's important to, to bring him up, is uh, Shea. Shea Gilgis Alexander. We talked about how... At the beginning, I, he he does seem hurt. Um, I did have his last few games up, uh, but I think I, uh, uh, in a very stupid fashion, decided to get rid of it, but I can pull it up right now because it's in my history. Um, so usually we are used to like these highly efficient games because all of Shay's shots are like these mid-range uh, either step backs or fadeaways or like he, he just makes contact and gets free throws. Like he's a very efficient guy. Um, but if you look at, uh, prior to the Orlando game, which is when we thought, thought he all got hurt in the month of January, uh, starting the first month, he had one kind of inefficient game. He was 14 and 22 against Boston. Then Atlanta, it was 11 and 24, 11 and 19 against Brooklyn, 7, 17, 11 and 15, 13, 20, uh, and that 13, 20 was the Orlando game. Uh, and so all those are like, you know. 60%, high 50s, uh, even high mid 70s in the Portland game. So really efficient shooting. And then all of a sudden, the Lakers and the Clippers game, he's 9 and 19 against the Lakers, 47%, 6 and 16 against the Clippers, 38%. Like those are not normal numbers. And then tonight, he was 8 of 15. So a tick over 50%. Um, so better, but still not like quite the level of efficiency you come to expect. And it's kind of crazy to say, but uh, you expect all of the Shea mid-range shots to go in. Like, that's where we are right now. And when you see this many not go in, it's like, it just, it doesn't feel right. And, you know, we're pretty spoiled in that sense. But I think that does attribute to a little bit of a lingering uh, gimpy leg, um, if you want to call it that. So, but it does seem to be getting better. Like, he's he's not settling for outside shots as much as he was in the Clippers game. Um Shout out Moles in the chat. Love you, dude. Uh, oh, by the way, why is... I just realized your avatar is the same as our... Uh, whatever. I'm getting distracted. Uh, but anyway, the 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 Shea game was still good in a different way because he was able to get to the line so much. Uh, he only tied his in high for most free throw attempts. Uh, his high is 18. He ended up with 17. Shot 15 to 7 from there. He was getting the whistle tonight, which is good to see. We have not seen that in, in uh, at least the earlier parts of the season. So that was kind of helping him keep his offensive production up a little bit, uh, despite the fact that the mid-range and the outside shots just weren't totally uh, there. Like, at least we've grown accustomed to. But he ended up with 31-6-6. Six and six. Also got a steal. Also got a block. Uh, had him steals and blocks one and a half. So shout out, Shay. 
for that defensive performance as well. That one block he had also was, uh, I believe, uh, I don't think it was three, but it was like a kind of a long mid-range, which also happened in the fourth, if I remember correctly. I'd have to double check on that. So both Kaysen and Shea with some really good uh, different plays at the end there. Um, the other guy I wanted to mention is um, a couple of guys, maybe. Um, Kenrich Williams, I thought, had a good game in the sense that he uh, was not forcing shots too much. I thought that um, it was really easy for the Thunder in general uh, to to sort of find the lanes, to cut to the lanes, to drive to the lanes and get to the rim very easily with this jazz defense. It's, it's, you know, not the best. And I think Kenridge took advantage pretty well throughout most of the game. Uh, and, and you, it wasn't, uh, incredibly efficient night because I did think he took a little too many outside shots. I know he's like a 40% three point shooter, but, um, it's definitely felt like that's fallen off a lot in the last like month, I'd say. Um, so I'm not like as comfortable with him taking a lot of those outside shots. Um, Alex is back. So, uh, the, the emergency is gone. That's fantastic. Not, um, it's not just turned off the, uh, the lever because I think uh, my, my water heater is kaput, completely kaput. So, Oh, well, dang. Okay. Well, if you need to go, you, that's fine. I, no, I no, 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 no. I don't. There's not, there's before. not much that I can do. Okay, just yeah. want to make sure. Just want to make. Yeah, I was just. I was going to open up. I talked about Shea a little bit. Um, I was just mentioning uh, Ken Rich's game. How it felt like uh, we were kind of getting to the paint a little bit more tonight, and so I think it helped his offensive performance. And then um, the I think uh, I think the team yeah, did a great job of breaking the zone by flashing that yeah. guy. You know, in the middle. Usually it's Ken Rich. Sometimes it's Chet. Uh, sometimes J-Dub, sometimes Giddy, but I think they did a great job of flashing that guy in there and allowing him to either dictate where to go with the ball or to drive it in and, and maybe get a better shot. Yeah, I think we've seen them struggle with zones in the past. They mentioned that in the halftime report too, how they've been working on the zone, so you could clearly see that that paid off. Um, so the couple other guys I did want to mention, uh, Mitrich had another offensively pretty good game. He did have a couple of turn. Well, he actually only had one turnover on the statue, but I feel like he had a couple at the beginning, but then sort of settled in uh, mm -hmm. the no look passes were still fire, but um, he, he was efficient in the minutes that he had. He only had eight minutes, but ended up with uh, six points and an assist two of two uh, from the field and two of two got two free throws. Look at that. Me just getting free throws. That's pretty surprising. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, his his yeah, Achilles he, heel is always going to be his defense. Like he he allowed an defense, and one, yeah. yeah. And so it's always going to be that defense. that and one was bad. Yeah, that was the mm -hmm. turnover I was remembering, and then it was immediately like bad foul. You should not even be there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's always the situation where I'm like, he has to be. You can't you can't play him with Giddy. It's just I don't know why. I mean, I guess you kind of have to today because we're kind of short on players and depth with. Jang and mm -hmm. Dort out, but like we just got, I don't, we can't have the Michic Giddy minutes. Uh, About the up, only especially. reason you do that is if, is if Giddy is your big in that lineup. Um, yeah. Because, you know, they're, they're very redundant when they're out there together. They're bad defensively. They're great 
playmakers. You know, they're okay shot makers from time to time. Um, but yeah, you just if you're gonna have him out there, it's gonna be because he's the big. He's gonna be flashing into the paint when it comes to the zone, and he's gonna be, you know, getting rebounds or trying to get rebounds on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, the only player I don't think I mentioned while you were out that I think just needs a little bit of credit is Chet. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on this while you're here because I I definitely thought that um. It does feel like offenses, or I guess defenses, excuse me, are starting to respect Chet's offense a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's clearly not getting the shot selection that he was even... Like, I even think just even back to the game we went to, the Orlando Magic game. Just in the last three games it doesn't feel like he's as comfortable on offense anymore because I think defenses are adjusting to what they've seen. Yeah. Um, and so tonight he offensively, again, we saw sort of that. I need to double check. Yeah. He wasn't very efficient at all. Six to 16. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but the reason I wanted to bring him up was because when it mattered, he stepped up defensively. They were down by four. Uh, Markinen got the ball on the baseline and a phenomenal block by Chet mm-hmm. Holmgren. Uh, ultimately, that block somehow turned into a turnover by us and it was Jazz Ball from the replay center. Why that was overturned, I will never know, but yeah. it didn't end up mattering. But the point is that Chet, four blocks, defensively is still, he's got it. And tonight, it mattered when it mattered most he stepped up and so i wanted to give his flowers uh at least for that for to sure. to to your point on the offensive end um i i do think that teams are starting to pack the paint a lot more and what you're seeing most with definitely. that yeah. is you're seeing giddy threes dort threes case and threes you know you're seeing a lot more of those players taking shots because they're so wide open because teams are daring them to right. shoot. You know, teams are basically taking the logic of, hey, we're going to take your, not necessarily weakness, because we've been a great shooting team this year. Uh, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to call it a weakness, but it's definitely not their strength. And so we're going to take what is not your strength and we're going to make you beat us with that. And so that's what they've been doing the last couple of games. That's why, you know, Dort and Giddy had such a great shooting night, or, or was it Dort and Joe and Giddy, I think, had such a great shooting night against the Clippers. The Clippers, yeah. But it didn't really matter too much, you know, on the on the scoreboard because Shea had a rough night, maybe maybe due to the injury, but also maybe due because, you know, the Clippers were just packing the paint. Same reason why Chet was not having a good night. Um, you know, number one, they have two burly defenders in in Plumlee and, uh, and Tice. Um, but then also they were also packing the paint. You got Kawhi in there. You got Paul George in there. You got all these long, you know, all this length in there. And so I think the Jazz did the same thing today uh, where they were just packing the paint and Kaysen had a lot of open threes. You know, Giddy had some open looks. And so I think that is the defense that we're starting to see. It's no longer the prayer defense that was, you know, in December. That was, you know, that that wasn't working too well for the league. Um, now it's the, you know, pack the paint, stay on him. Don't let him, you know, don't don't bite. Don't jump on the, on the, on the pump fake threes. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see that a lot. So now we get to see what, Chet does and what you know Dagnalt does to kind of counter that because that's how the NBA works you know after like a certain while 
They get scouting reports. This is what you're doing. Now, how do you counter that? How do you, you know, put them in position to to succeed? So, and and we've seen Chet adjust pretty quickly in the past. Um, it's definitely not something. Shout out Kamel in the chat. Um, we just talked about the zone D. Um, unfortunately, we can talk about it again in a second. But just to finish the Chet point, the um, yeah, I think adjustment wise, I'm pretty confident he will get there. But it's definitely, I actually took a screenshot. I don't think I actually posted it in the Clippers game where it was like all five guys were in probably like two steps of Chet. And he mm. tried, he still tried to go up with it, which was kind of a mistake. Like that's a, that's a point. Cause he, in the picture, it was like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly who, but I know it was like Joe and Dort and I think maybe Shay and somebody else. But so it was like, clearly there were shooters that he could have mm -hmm. pulled out to, but he just didn't. He tried to go up with it. And that's a, that's a rookie, you know, that's a rookie thing. Like you, you aren't accustomed to this amount of defense kind of pulling in and uh, trying to pack the paint, like you were saying, and that's going to take some game film, some adjustments. And I, I'm confident to come back and, yeah. and, and see what they do together. I also want to say again, the corner threes, I just don't think Chet's ever going to take another one again. Like tonight, he he had a wide open corner three, and he was just like, "Nope, I'm going to take two steps mm -hmm. in, and I'm going to shoot the mid range instead." And I was like, "All right, yeah, he's he's not comfortable from there. He loves the top of break threes. He does not love those corner threes. He's not taking them." So and uh, and another thing I noticed anyway. today is he, he had two uh, hot potato uh, passes today where the shot clock was running out. One to Shea. Which Shea yeah. and all his greatness hit it near, you know, near the, in the at yeah. the end of the fourth quarter, uh, and then they, I think he had one to Joe like in the third quarter that was just yeah. hot potato, man. Just you know, time running out. You go up with it. You're already in the paint, and he decided to kick it out, and it was a 24 second shot clock violation. But again, that's the defense kind of keying in on him, packing the paint. He's seeing all these bodies. You know, this is a rookie. You know, we got we have to remember he's playing at a high level. He has you know. You know, Jake Fisher was on a couple of days ago and he was like, look, by metrics, this guy was playing like a Hall of Famer there at the beginning of the season. Um, but, you know, teams are starting to play him differently. And so he has to adjust. Yep, that's true. We'll see how that happens in Minnesota Saturday. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. We've talked to, for the game about 30 minutes. So um, but I want to make sure we've covered everything we want to cover. I think I said all I wanted to say about the game, unless I'm missing anybody. Um, but Alex, did you have any other closing thoughts on this game? I mean, did, did you go into any depth about Kaysen? I did. Yeah. I okay. um, yeah, defense, great, yeah. Great game by him. Great game. Very efficient. He did what he had to do. You know, he had some good defensive plays out there as far as like blocking um, a three pointer. I, I think it was uh what's his name? Keontae. Was it Keontae or was it there? That's who, that's who, when I was talking about him, that's who I thought it was, but I, I couldn't remember in the moment, but I think it was him. Yeah. And I, I mean, just great job. Um, just great job stepping in like, you know, next man up type type situation. Um, yeah. And he, he showed out, man. I'm very proud of him. You know, four, six of seven from the floor, four or five from three, um, four rebounds, one block, <laughs> one steal. Just, like just saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> oh, well, shit, did, my bad. I did this Sorry. already. That's <laughs> no, okay. I oh, saw so, people that are listening. It's like, we just, I just did the same thing. With them, hey, so it's like, hey, I loved the gun. We, we love Kaysen. Love Kaysen. Lo, lo, love all their three celebrations. So I'm starting, you know, Kaysen has the uh, put the gun in the holster thing. 
and then J Dub has the uh the three on the on the forehead. On his head. Yeah. yeah. So I'm loving also, it. Also, sh- shout out the uh bench Selly tonight. They somehow coordinated a Euro step, Euro step <laughs> yeah, between J Dub, Chet, and J Will. Was it was awesome. the funniest thing. Every media outlet tweeted it. It was like went super super hot on the on the internet. So. This yeah, the celebrations are awesome from this team. When the vibes are good, the vibes are good. Yes. Um, so yeah, great game. Uh, a great win. A great playoff style game. It felt the intensity was there. Um, the one just game. So uh, we can talk a little bit about Minnesota coming up on Saturday. Uh, but before we get to that, I wanted to talk about um, a little bit of trade talks. Not too much. Uh, but since we've last had our group podcast or like multiple multiple player we'll talk okay uh the pascal siakam trade happened uh he was from toronto to indianapolis uh they sent back a lot of different things but the main part of that was uh some first round picks and bruce brown and so obviously the raptors where they are right now you've got to think that bruce brown could be redirected somewhere else which he can that is uh still on the table and so uh, we as a Thunder Thunder podcast have been, uh, for the most part, I think all pretty pro. Hey, Bruce Brown could be a nice, nice add to this team. Um, so I wanted to quickly talk about that. I'll just say my thoughts real quick. Um, a lot of people have been saying, you know, he's only 6'4". We need big, big guy to get rebounds, to help Chet, blah, blah, blah. I think that's fair. I also think it doesn't mean just because we get Bruce Brown, we can't get somebody else that is like a less lesser value that we don't have to give as much for. Um, and if we can get Bruce Brown for, as we've kind of been discussing, basically Bertans and a first round pick, if that's the value for him, um, great. Because with Bruce Brown comes a lot. Uh, for one, he is a pretty good re- rebounder for his size. He, and this was kind of, I'm, I'm using Cone's point a little bit here. So shout out Cone for these, but um, he is a championship contender or a championship pedigree player. He just won a title with the Nuggets. Um, you, that type of veteran presence is good when you're in this stage of, you know, trying to make it in the playoffs and compete. Um, and his contract is really valuable. He signed mm-hmm. a team option next year, which, when we when that happened when it when he signed with the Pacers we were all like that's awesome for Indiana because he was a little bit overpaid but it again it's a team option it's like see how he plays see how it works and if it doesn't like you do not have to keep him so there's a lot of value in that contract too so if again the price is Bertans in the first round great we can still use some other assets to help check and help the the rebounding situation because it's obviously not where we want it to be but. I think Bruce Brown would be a great asset just to help with depth. And again, with a little bit of the rebounding and a little bit with the, the veteran presence. So I am pro Bruce Brown for those reasons. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm down, man. Like that's, that's the type of player that number one is not going to affect you too far in the future. Um, no. And then n- number two, he could actually, you know, he could actually bring, you know, unlock some things here on this team. Like, you know, right now, as far as backup, you know, point guard, we're playing Vasilya Micic, who is stepping up incredibly here lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
who do you want out there in the playoffs when all the chips are on the table? I would much rather have Bruce Ra- Bruce Brown other than, you know, instead of Vasilya Micic. Nothing against Micic. Right. I just want players out there that can, you know, dribble, pass, shoot, and defend. Defense, yes. And Big up that, on defense. Exactly. And so, you know, those minutes, it could be a possibility that Micic, you can't even play him in the playoffs for, you know, for long periods of time. Um, and so... You know, if you can get a player like that, that is the type of veteran that you can get that can pay dividends immediately. And then also, he's almost controllable. And so if you want to go ahead and re-sign him, maybe for a lower amount, but for, you know, maybe some longer years, you can. You know, you can control that. Or again, you can use him as trade fodder. Um, but yeah, he's it, it's almost a no-brainer depending on what the cost is. Um, yeah, I, I also... I didn't see the message in the YouTube. I don't apologize if my mic is choppy. Um, my internet did go out for like a smidge, so that might have been why. Um, but also, I, I was Camel, hoping it wasn't me. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hopefully, it's fine. But uh, if it was, I apologize. But uh, Camel in our chat was uh, just said, um, in our minds, our rebound issues are more about player communications, or excuse me, are more about player communications more than capabilities. That's that could be part of it, and that's like, that's more of a coaching thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think, you know, regardless of what it is, um, it doesn't hurt to have some extra rebounding, uh, some extra depth in general in that department. So, um, again, not really looking for like a we're not looking for like a like a a marketing at this point where he's like a high value guy or like that guy's huge. I did not realize how big he was. God, I just watching him play today. I was like, it'd be so nice if we had him. But I know we can't. It's too expensive. It's just like but it's just it's like. It's just like looking at, I don't know, I don't have a good analogy, but like if you're if you're looking at a Ferrari in the window and in, in your uh, me and you're a ma- teacher who you're makes thirty five thousand, <laughs> you're making Ford Escort money. Yeah, it's like oh god, I'd want it so bad, but I can't. It's too expensive. But I mean, That's hey, you're, I mean, here's the thing: we say that from our vantage point, but the Thunder are the guy that has. 20 million dollars in the bank you know he has yeah all these you know all these luxury apartments that he can sell at any time you can you know give them away or so i mean the the thunder if they wanted to they probably could but i here's the thing man i like that utah team that utah team is good it's fun fun. and uh they're gonna be you know if if danny ainge does not completely blow it up like he did last season and traded like you know three or four rotational pieces from their team um that's going to be a hard out in the first round of the playoffs, man. It's going to be real tough yeah. for a team. And it could, it could even be the thunder, you know, they can get all the way up to about, you know, six or seven and we can slide down to about three or stay at two. We're going to see them in the playoffs. And so, yeah, it, it, I, don't I want to do see not want to see them. I do not want to see <laughs> no. them. Yeah. Well, we can talk more about like the trade, their trade stuff. Cause we're going to have Alex Spears on the pod tomorrow. So we can get into in depth on any of that with him for sure. Um, but yeah, just to kind of finish the Bruce Brown story, like, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't, we haven't heard anything about it uh, from any reliable sources. We usually don't anyway. So, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean one way or the other, but it's, it's definitely a a thing to think about. Um, and again, there's, there's definitely some value without giving up too much for him. So, um, there's all the other, um, Trade asks, we've talked not trades, but trade targets. We've talked about um, 
to some extent, there's nothing else really new that I've seen. Um, mm -hmm. People have been mentioning um, who, who, uh, oh, Cam Johnson was thrown out there, which I kind of like. Oh, yeah, because that report him. came out that um, basically, you know, Brooklyn said that all their players are available. Yeah. And so then it's like, oh, get everybody. And so, yeah, there's like Cam and Mikel, but yeah, or those aren't. Those aren't real, I don't think, but they'd be fun too. So anyway, we'll 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 talk more about um, any other trade depth trade stuff on our next podcast. But I just wanted to bring up the relevant stuff before we leave. And then Alex, you mentioned the Amazon thing. I saw it too. I don't quite understand it. I to, what I read is it's sort of like with Thursday Night Football, where it's just on Prime. But I could be totally wrong about that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I so I I mean it's out there it's not very clear as to how it's going to work. You know, it's not very clear if it's like, Oh, if you already have Amazon prime, you're going to have access to all these games or, you know, you're going to have to pay an extra little subscription to view these games. You know, that, that hasn't been put out there yet, but listen, man, the quicker we can get rid of freaking Valley sports, the better, man, I'm getting tired of them. Every day, new stuff comes out. That's anti Bali. I'm just like, bless up brother. Like, just yes, get please. get them out of my life. So yeah, uh, that came out. Amazon. In some way, shape, or form, you will be able to watch on their their streaming platform one day, and that's kind of all we got. Um, we did also until never then, mention until then. You know, on Fridays you can watch the games on yeah. on your local KSBI or here in Lawton is uh, Channel right. Seven Me Me. Um, you know, wherever you, you can get those, go ahead and watch them on, on Friday nights, man. I realized, I don't think Show we your ever kids. mentioned it. Yeah. Did we ever talk about, I don't think we ever talked about the Friday, uh, the announcement that all the games are going to be on Fridays on local TV. I don't, I, maybe we did and I just can't remember, but no, we haven't. If we didn't now, you know, um, yeah. because they have a deal with, uh, what I don't remember the media group, but the, the Fridays are now going to not be on are i don't remember yeah it's not going to be on bali it will be on ksbi so if so you have bali the, sports beginning on the 26th on the 26th so of next, january next friday yeah. yeah that that if you do have bali sports it's kind of a problem because there are some people in the like uh i think it was in like nebraska i think or in that area where it's like they're blacked out for league pass still but they're too far away to get the signal for ksbi okay. so those guys Kind of got screwed, unfortunately. Matty Moles but got screwed. Matty Moles, I don't know if he's in he's in Nebraska, but I don't know if he's in like that part of Nebraska. So hopefully he's got it. But if he doesn't, that sucks. And it, it does suck for those guys, but it is a general step in the right direction. Um, we want everyone to watch the Thunder. We don't want to have to like I mean it you Such literally have to team. confirm your location every single time you log into Bally Sports. You have to connect your TV provider. Every single time you can't, it doesn't like auto save. It's so many extra buttons. And like anybody that's not like 35 or 40 and under, or maybe that's maybe too young, but like 50 and under <laughs> is not going to want to deal with that technology. Like yeah. they're just going to want to be like, I want to turn on the TV and watch it. And so this is the step in the right direction. And, for I, that. and, I, and that's, that is the battle that the NBA is fighting also because you have a generation that is fully streaming and then you have another generation that is fully cable. And so, right. you know, where, where do we meet in the middle to get, you know, to get the most eyes on the product? Yeah. So that's a step in the right direction for sure. 
So, um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're good. Um, I do want to mention before we head out again, uh, we have an interview coming up. It won't be live, but it will be on the YouTube. Um, so be looking out for that uh, this weekend, probably, if I can get it edited in time. It'll be a fun one. Alex Spears is a fun guy. I'm down to dunk. Um, so we're That's happy funny. to have him on. He's a funny guy. Um, so we'll probably talk trade talks. Um, I also wanted to do like uh, um, uh, mid-season grades since we're midway through the season. I thought that'd be a good that time. That was game 41, wasn't it? It was game 41. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I was like, we should yeah. do mid-season grades. So we'll do that. We'll do some other fun stuff. We'll maybe ask for some questions. Uh, you guys can uh, bring up some topics you want to bring up. It'll be a fun time. So look out for that. That'll be the next pod coming up. Um, and then I do want to mention real briefly. Um, so we are uh, planning on some adjustments with the schedule. And I think this is for the better. Um, we are still going to be coming to you regularly, uh, but it won't necessarily be directly after every game. Um, we, as a group, you know, we have lives, jobs, families, whatever. And so um, what we've decided to do that, and we've kind of done this in the past, but we're, we're just coming back to it. We're trying to get back to consistency um, is we're going to be doing two days a week. We're still fleshing out the those two days. I think we've got them, but I don't want to say too, too exactly yet. We'll let you guys know. Uh, but it will be the same two days every week. And I think the reason that's good is if you're listening to the podcast right now, you're going to know exactly what day those podcasts are in your feed. It's not going to be like kind of random on what day it is. Um, so like if you like to listen to uh, a podcast on like a Wednesday, um, if we post it out on Wednesdays, uh, you'll always have it there. So just building a little bit of trust between you guys and us um, and also kind of helping us out by uh, not not putting too much stress on our other personal lives. So um, that's coming in the word works. We'll keep you guys posted um, here definitely. on Twitter, anywhere you guys listen to us. So just a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know what you call that. Um, logistics to mention before yeah. we head out. So, all right, Alex, you have anything else before? That's we all I got, man. Just that's, off. that's it. Can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's gonna be fun. Well, you guys won't see it tomorrow, unfortunately, but um, the weekend you guys will get to hear it. So, until then, we will be back uh, on sometime this weekend and then next week to recap the Minnesota game. So until then, hoop when you can. God bless. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.